0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Fearless Female podcast, where I help you become fearless towards your health, fitness, and mindset goals and start to realize your true potential. I am so delighted you are here. How is everybody? I feel like it has been a hectic, busy few weeks for everyone coming through December, coming through Christmas and now we're into January. So you are either listening to this feeling super motivated, you have started January off with a bang, you are absolutely on it and you are making stuff happen but... If you are not feeling like that, please know that that is okay because that is exactly how I've been feeling this past few weeks, and a lot of my clients as well. And I want to just talk about it a little bit because I feel like come January, that you know, first week of the new year, everything on social media is very much the new year, new me vibe, which is absolutely fine, and I love that. You know, the we all have that kind of nice feeling where we get to turn over a new slate, and we all love that, and I do as well. But Sometimes it can put a lot of pressure on us. We have that very overwhelming feeling because we put that pressure on ourselves to have everything absolutely perfect and we need to, you know, have our gym sessions being smashed and we need to have this whole new morning routine and we have to have all of these new habits that we want to tick off and we want to conquer the bloody world in the first week of January. And when that doesn't happen, that's when we start to feel this, you know, overwhelm and start to burn out essentially in just those first few weeks of January so if you're feeling a little bit like that if it's taking you a little bit longer to just get into the swing of things that is absolutely fine and I've said it to a lot of my girls um this week because we've all been feeling it. I know myself I knew that I wouldn't be starting you know fresh and having everything ready to go from January 1st Um, simply because I was home we had a really busy new year. Um, When I'm at home in general like things are quite busy but also when you're out of your you know your usual environment, and you you know, I don't have my usual work set up, like routines a little bit over the place. Um, we kind of split time between myself and Yuri, and then down in Limerick with Tom's family, so it's kind of constant up and down traveling. There's just a lot, so I didn't put that massive pressure on myself. I actually have a new um journal that I got for the new year, and I haven't even written it yet because. I sat down to write in it when I was home and it just didn't feel right. So we're very much this year, and I'm going to talk about it in this podcast, we're very much this year about working with your energy, working with how you're feeling and not trying to, you know, um, feel like we're these linear beings because we're not. We're women, we ebb and flow. We all know that with our hormones and we'll touch on that today. But yeah, I haven't even written it in that book yet because I said I want to leave it until I am back into the swing of things, into my routine back in the Middle East um, and I have time to just really sit and think about what I actually want to write in there and be really really intentional with what I want to write in there because one thing I heard um, which I thought was really nice and I shared it with um my clients was to get yourself a book and write in the book only things that are going to come true so it makes you be a little bit more intentional with things that you're going to write in there and makes it more um, what's the word gives you more accountability to kind of work towards those things to happen so that's what I'm going to do now this week is just really set and be intentional with um, that little new notebook and it's going to fall at a really nice time because we have a new mindset therapist coming in to Shape by Chan who is going to be delivering monthly sessions and our first one is on Monday so that will be tomorrow by the time you hear this podcast so I'm really really looking forward to that it's going to be a session of yin yoga setting intentions um, and just really kind of coming into self which I think we all need but if you are, as I said, feeling that you haven't really started the new year on that fresh kind of start or things have come up or um, I know a lot of the girls are sick um, and have a lot of things on, please do not be worrying. At the end of the day, there is a full year for you to make changes, for you to work towards your best self. And to get all the things done that you want, so please do not panic. We have we have time. There is no deadline. There is no pressure to be beating anyone else. This is your story, your chapter, your book, essentially, and you are the narrator, the creator. So, yeah, just take that little bit of pressure off yourself. Do a few little things over the next, um, you know, two weeks. By the time you get to February, you'll be feeling absolutely fine. So I think I just wanted to say that because some of you will be feeling that little bit of um, like overwhelming pressure, um, but. I wanted to bring you this podcast um, on the 10 things that are holding you back because as I've spoken to clients, as I've been having more conversations, I've noticed that with us females, there are certain things that we do or don't do. That are really holding us back in kind of both our health journey, our fitness journey, um, just in general life, um, even, you know, business wise and um the whole business side of things is something that I am definitely starting to enjoy a lot more. Um, obviously I have my coaching business. Um, it's, you know, grown a lot of this last few years and I'm taking that even further now this year. Um, but yeah, just the whole business side of things. I'm starting to enjoy a lot more and kinda I'll talk about that in another podcast. But Getting into it. Ten things that are holding you back um from being your best, achieving what you want to achieve, um, and just driving forward. So, number one, you might have saw this on my pod. Sorry, you might have seen this on my Instagram um yesterday. Stop wishing that you were the weight you were when you were in your early twenties. Girls. <laughs> Most of you listen to this will probably be in your twenties, in your thirties. Um A lot of you maybe are in your late 20s, uh, but I hear this all the time. Oh, I was this weight when I was, you know, 22, 23. I want to get back to the weight I was when I was in my early 20s. Girls, it is so much nonsense to be thinking like that number one it creates this toxic feeling of always wanting to be in the past you are where you are now you are what you are now and you are you in the present um so kind of wanting to get back to where you were it's just not a healthy way to think of things also if you're at like myself I'm now 31 I mean if I look back to my early 20s let's say 2021 I was absolutely probably lighter a lot lighter on the scale um, that I am now, but I am not the person now that I was when I was twenty-one. My diet at twenty-one in university mostly probably consisted of uh vodka, wine, sausage rolls, and whatever I could get in this bar shop for the um the oven. So frozen pizzas, and I know a lot of you will be the same. If you remember in university or just at that age. You are not that person. I am not that person. To want to get back to the way you were then is just it just makes no sense. Um, as well as that, when I look back, like at that age, I had no shape. I had no muscle. Yes, I was there, but I had no muscle. I was just straight up and down. I had no shape. So you're more than likely gonna have more muscle now. You're at a different point in your life, you have different, a different hormone profile. we women, our hormones change as we go through life, as we go through different stages. So stop thinking that you want to get back to that weight when you were early 20s number one it's not going to happen even if it does happen it's not going to be healthy because as i said you have a totally different body composition now you have more muscle start focusing on building the shape that you want now which is probably going to be a lot nicer than when you were um, in your early 20s so focus on building uh, muscle dropping body fat having a healthy hormone profile and just enjoying where you are now. So that was the first one I wanted to put out there because I hear it so often. I want to get back to this weight when I was this age or even things like oh but this worked for me before, this should work for me now. No, not the case. So live in the moment now, appreciate where you are now with your body and start working and building the body that you want now, not the body that you had when you were 20 because if we all are honest when we look back when we're like early 20s I wouldn't want the body when I was you know 20 21 it served me obviously when I was that age and that's the point in time where I was but I'm not there now and I appreciate my body now yes I want to change it now I'm still um working towards the physique that I want um at the minute over the next few months with my coach and that's what you need to do you need to kind of set yourself goals now and work with what you have now that leads me on to number two so stop thinking that the scale is the only way to measure progress and I know we hear this all the time that the scale isn't everything and it's not. Now the scale is obviously a really good piece of data to have especially if you have you know an excessive amount of body fat to lose you want to ultimately see that going down. Um, There's no arguing with that but We know as females that is going to fluctuate. It's going to fluctuate on a daily basis. It's going to fluctuate on a weekly basis, depending on lots and lots of different variables, which I'm not going to list now. Um, but things like obviously your hormones, things like um the different foods you're eating, lots and lots of different things. So number one, the scales are gonna fluctuate. So for you to attach emotion to the scale every day or every week, when it goes up a little bit, down a little bit. That, again, is it just doesn't make sense because if they weren't fluctuating at all, that's where I would be probably a little bit more worried that they weren't kind of fluctuating with your own body and your hormones. Um, But as well as that, we know that there are so many other ways to manage and to see progress so things like your energy things like internal health things like your body shape have you lost inches do you feel better your strength in the gym like there's so many other things that we can measure progress by um, rather than just that weight on uh, the scale. So try your best to kind of take the emotion away from that. And that's what I say to my girls. It's a good data point to have, but it's a good data point to have just so we can see how your body's actually responding. Some of my clients, and I'll make this very clear to them, like some girls will come on with me and they will not be major fat loss clients. They will be um, body composition clients. And this is where they'll get a lot of um, body composition changes. So they'll see changes in their shape because they're going to get a lot of those changes from their weight training. Um, and they're not necessarily going to see a massive drop on the scale because they don't have massive amounts of body fat to lose. So they're going to kind of drop fat and build a little bit of muscle kind of at the same time so that's where you're not going to see a massive drop on the scale and you'll potentially see an increase on the scale while your body shape changes so please try and detach that emotion from the scale and also know that it's not the only way for us to measure progress um and i had that with a client this week where she has been dropping on the scale consistently um then the week before her period obviously the scale shot up and she got really annoyed at herself but in her check in form, she said, you know, her energy has never been better. She is feeling more confident already. She's finding that her clothes are starting to fit better. And I'm sitting there going, Well, what is the issue then? <laughs> you are finding all of these positive things throughout the week, but just because that scale is up a little bit, um, you are annoyed. So trying to detach that emotion from it, and I know it's hard because we have all been brought up to, you know, through the 90s and brought up with you had to be this amount of stone and I want to hit this weight but delete it it's not needed um if you're watching this on YouTube and I don't actually know if I'm going to be putting this on YouTube but if you're watching the video anyway you'll see me go between wearing my glasses and not the reason I don't wear them is because you can probably see the ring light reflecting on the glasses but I do need to put them on to read some of my notes so I'm not waffling next one so number three is a big one not prioritizing your weight training so this is something that I think has recently uh, come into the mix with not prioritizing weight training and swapping your weight training for um pilates sessions so we all know pilates has become the big trendy thing to do which is absolutely great i think um it's incredible really really nice way to kind of get in get moving and it's really difficult um and a lot of girls love it which is fine build that into your routine however what we've seen happening is um weight training almost being demonized for women because um you see it on social media and on tiktok especially where it's um said to obviously elevate stress levels and when you're trying to reduce stress stress levels and cortisol levels, then, you know, weight training isn't the thing for you. That is in some way true. If you do have high stress levels, you don't want to be going in and hitting, you know, um, five reps of five on a deadlift because that's gonna put excessive stress on your central nervous system which you don't need however it doesn't mean that you need to completely ignore your weight training weight training in general is so 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 important and so beneficial but especially for us females like we need to build our lean body mass we need to have a good amount of bone density for now but also for later life we know as we get older our hormones decrease as we go through perimenopause and into menopause so we need, we need to be banking as much as that lean body mass and uh, bone density as we can now. And that is what we get from weight training. So ignoring it is, you know, not the best thing to do. It's so, so essential for health. But also, I feel like sometimes weight training is, again, forgotten about. And it's not prioritised because we just think that, okay, if you eat the right food, um, if you move a little bit, then you're fine. And for the most part, if you are a beginner and you're you're very much starting out, and this is what I'll do with a lot of my girls, is if they, again, are starting from a very um new point, we'll start with uh, getting them into habits. So we'll start with some steps. We'll start with getting them used to their nutrition, um, adding little things in there that they can manage so they don't feel overwhelmed at the beginning. But eventually, they will be introducing some form of resistance and weight training into their routine because... If you think about it, when you're building and retaining muscle, that is what's going to ramp up your metabolism, which means you're going to be able to burn more, which means you're going to be able to eat more food, and that's where we want to get you to. We want to ramp up that metabolism as much as possible when you're a weight trainer as well. that's what's going to build and shape your body. If you want that toned look, you need to be building muscle. You are not going to go to the gym and start weight training and just turn into the Hulk trust me I've been trying for years it's not going to happen um but if you do want that nice tone look that is what you are going to have to do because you're going to build muscle you're going to drop fat and your shape is going to be the shape that you've always wanted so stop leaving your weight training out stop not prioritizing it because it is just as important as your nutrition and I know we hear we used to hear that as well you know nutrition is 90% no (laughs) It is 90% but that doesn't mean training is only 10%. They are just as important as each other and as I said, especially for us females. So stop not prioritising your weight training. well as that, with weight training too, it's not just about building and sculpting your body in the gym and getting strong. The things that you learn in the gym with weight training that come across into your everyday life is incredible so like mental resilience mental toughness these are things that you learn in the gym because you'll go in your first few weeks when you're getting used to things and you'll stop when reps start to feel a little bit tough but as you go on and as you push yourself you'll find that you're able to push yourself a little bit more you're able to push yourself past where you thought you needed to stop and that translates across your everyday life so like that it's not just building your body in the gym it's building that mental resilience and it's so so important I mean I don't know about you girls but there's nothing I love more than going in and doing a good like push session and I think this happens with a lot of girls too we all love legs we all love training legs we all love growing our glutes and we all hate upper days we have no strength in our upper body that's what I hear all the time I don't want to do upper days because I'm so weak well the only way you're going to get stronger is by doing an upper body day but there is nothing that gives me more satisfaction than going in and doing a good push day like a good um chest press or a shoulder press something that just You're able to go in, push a good bit of weight and feel like hella strong. And I think that is just so important, um, again, for just building your body, your confidence and also that mental resilience. Next one. I can't actually remember what number I'm on. Number four, I think. So comparing yourself to famous fitness influencers. A big one for all of us. And don't get me wrong. We all do it. Comparison is one of those things. We all naturally do. We're all human. But stop comparing yourself to famous fitness influencers who... Are very much a lot of them are what's the word I'm trying to look for? A lot of them are very are in quote unquote good shape. but if you look deeper into a lot of these famous fitness influencers' lives, they are not healthy. so they are you know skinny rather than healthy, I would say a lot of them. um, and honestly, a lot of them are playing a very, very good game. So what I mean by that is you'll see a lot of fitness influencers with these incredible bodies all year round and they'll probably tell you that they're eating this and they're able to eat all this pizza and eat out all the time. Trust me they are not doing that 100% of the time and I can tell you that for a fact. They are probably eating their meal prep like you know everybody else who's looking to change their composition. They're eating the same meals every day, they're being consistent and they show you what they want you to see. So A lot of them are playing a very, very big game. And you also need to remember that they do not have probably as many responsibilities as you. A lot of them, their job is to create content, which is incredible. I'm absolutely not knocking it. But their job is to create content. So they have the time in the morning to do these insane morning routines that take, you know, two or three hours. They have the time to do and to go to the gym and whatever they want to do in the gym. They have, as I said, less responsibilities they're they've a lot of them too have been in the game a long long time so years and years and years i mean some of them have built up incredible bodies and potentially can just sustain those now which is which is as i said incredible but the ones that you're comparing yourself to um a lot of them are playing as i said a big game so stop comparing yourself to famous influencers stay in your lane As I said at the beginning, this is your story. This is your chapter. Stay in your lane and focus on you. Work towards the physique goal, if that's a goal that you have. Work towards a goal that you want to work towards and that suits you. Find a body fat percentage that, number one, you're confident with, you're comfortable in. But you can also keep your health still intact. And that you can sustain and still be able to enjoy, you know, a lunch out with a friend and even when you get there, you are still going to be in, what, like the top 30% of people in the UK. um. Because I think, actually made a statistic not so long ago, I think it's like 66% of people in the UK are now considered clinically or morbidly obese. Um, Don't quote me on that, but, but I'm pretty sure that was the number. So if two-thirds of the UK are, maybe it was overweight and obese, I'm not 100% sure, but if two-thirds of the UK are now overweight or obese, You're going to be in the top 30% if you are working towards a body composition and health that you're comfortable with, you're confident with, and you can actually sustain. So, work towards you, focus on your physique, and stop comparing yourself to famous fitness influencers. The next one you are not scheduling your nutrition periodically. So, this is a big one that I'm working on with a lot of my girls this year. So, as females, we for some reason just think that we are destined to be in a diet for the rest of our lives and that is not the case and should not be the case and this is where so many girls get it wrong so many coaches get it wrong because all they know how to do is put someone in a calorie deficit get them to lose you know lots of weight take their calories down take their calories down take their calories down and this used to be years ago the general consensus like okay if if things aren't moving, if the scale isn't moving, then we need to cut more calories. We need to add more cardio. We need to keep going and going and going and going and going until there's nowhere else to go. Now, that is obviously when you are in a dieting phase. Yes, we want to be changing and adapting things as we go to make sure you are progressing each week. However, when you get then to the end of that diet dieting phase, that is where the issue lies. And that is where a lot of you, And myself included over the years will be in this vicious cycle. You'll do a dieting phase, maybe with a coach, maybe on your own. Then you'll go on your own. You'll not really know what to do. You'll start maybe eating normally. Um, You'll not know where to go from those lower calories that you were on in your dieting phase. A few months down the line, you're probably back to square one. And then you need to go on another dieting phase. You need to hire another coach. You need to do the whole cycle again. And this is the cycle I want to get you all out of. So this is where you need to be scheduling your nutrition periodically. So what I mean by that is when you do a dieting phase, and I'll actually I'll talk a bit about how I set it up with my girls and I. So when someone joins with me, we go through a phase called the metabolic matrix, which is usually around a 12-week phase, which is a phase that we spend making sure... Um, calories are brought up because a lot of girls coming to me are maybe coming from years of, you know, cyclical dieting on and off, crash dieting on and off. Um, a lot of girls coming to me are eating not enough because they're not getting the right macros in. Um, so we need to upregulate everything hormone wise and health wise before we even think about going into a dieting phase because your body is only going to respond to how healthy it is so if you're coming to me after you know years of dieting crash dieting not getting the right nutrients in and you want to go straight into another dieting phase it's not going to serve you you're maybe going to lose you know a few pounds then we'll be down on whatever amount of calories like thousand 1, calories which is just insane and will not have anywhere to go. So it doesn't serve you in the long run. This is where a lot of you need to change that thinking. You need to start playing the long game. That is where progress is made. That is where true transformations are made in the long game. So with the metabolic matrix is we make sure everything is upregulated. So I get you eating more food, more fuel, because once we eat more food, once we give you more carbohydrates, that's going to upregulate things like your metabolism, things like your thyroid. Hormones are going to kind of come into a good place as well. And we want to just make sure internal health is in a really, really good position because we want your body to respond so that when we do go into that dieting phase, your body responds like that. Now, once we come out of the metabolic matrix phase, everything's in a good place and we're ready to diet. If you do need a dieting phase, we'll go into the dieting phase, and when we get you to a body fat percentage that obviously you are happy with, you're comfortable with, that's when, this is where the issue usually happens. So when you get to the end of that dieting phase, you need direction and you need support as to where to go next because this is basically where the magic is made. It's not in the diet, it's the time after because you need to spend a certain amount of time in um, a reverse diet. To make sure that you're very gradually bringing calories up, you're holding that body composition that you've worked so so hard for in your dieting phase. We're gradually bringing calories up so that again your metabolism can your metabolism can upregulate each time and start getting used to those higher calories um over time so that you don't just you know completely rebound put on all the weight again and then you're back to square one so we spend time doing that and then we need to spend time showing you how to kind of maintain that and sustain that and that's where the magic is because that's where you can hold that body composition that you've um worked for in that diet and phase and then maintain it and be able to eat more food so that's where you get to become a little bit more flexible with your food. You get to learn how to eat a little bit more intuitively rather than um, track it every single day. And that's, as I said, where a lot of people and a lot of coaches go wrong. So you need to schedule your your nutrition periodically, the same as your training. There needs to be light at the end of the tunnel. So if you know you're going into a dieting phase, there needs to be light where you know, okay, we're doing this dieting phase until you know around this time. And then we're going to take a little break. And it may take a few dieting phases for you to get to you know, exactly where you want to be, depending on how much body fat you want to lose or have to lose. And again, that comes down to having that conversation with your coach and them knowing exactly how to map that out for you. So for example, if you have, you know, quite a lot of body fat to lose, you may go on a diet and phase for between, you know, eight, ten or twelve weeks, but you then might take like a week diet break and then you might go again for another few weeks. And again, it's going to be very person dependent, but making sure that you kind of have that mapped out and your are uh, periodizing things is going to be a game changer. At the end of the day, like you should only be dieting around a third of the year. You should not be dieting for the whole year as a female because it's just not setting us up for health as well in the future Um, or now. And you're just going to continue rebounding and going between this kind of like um restrictive dieting into rebounding and then back again. So making sure you have that set up is going to be really, really important. Um... Now, the next one, let me just see. I'm looking at my notes here. Um, yeah, this is one as well. So I have done here stop asking for and wanting validation for everything that you do. And what I mean by that is a lot of us, and I don't mean look, we all love opinions. and mean, all we all like asking our friends or whether it be our partner for, you know, opinions on things that we're maybe thinking about doing. I absolutely get that, I do that as well. But stop asking for validation or wanting validation for absolutely everything. So do you think I'll be good enough to do this? Or do you think I'd be able to start this? Stop wanting the validation. Jump in. Like if there's anything that I've learned and I I talked about at at the beginning, I'm starting to really love the the game of business because when you're in it you will realize that business is a game there are ebbs and flows things are up and down all the time in business and when you accept that it allows you to know that things are going to fail things are not going to work i've had so many launches that haven't gone the way that i've wanted i've had um a lot of ideas that have just completely sunk um and that is part of the process it's part of the game but if you don't try you'll never know if you don't try the thing you'll never learn from it you'll never gain any experience you'll never gain any lessons so stop asking for validation to do things and this goes very much for like wanting to start something new or I know a few of my girls have started little like side businesses and they didn't want it at the beginning and they were worried that maybe about what other people would think or oh what if it doesn't work do it like just do the thing do the first thing that you have to do to move in that direction and just Keep going, but stop asking for validation. So, this year we are not asking for validation or want a validation for anything that we do. Yes, we can ask for opinions, yes, we can ask for support, but you are your own validation. Do the thing if it doesn't work, learn from it. Um, and that's kind of just a short and sweet one there. (laughs) With that, um, the next one is a big one we're working on as well at the minute. So, stop trying to be linear. As females, we are not linear. Like our hormones are literally like waving the whole way across the month. So it is so silly for us to think that we can act and behave the exact same way every single week of the month. We cannot, and this is something I'm very guilty of. Um, I try to be very much in my masculine a lot of the time. So you know, get shit done kind of mode. Go 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 go. go Foot on the gas. And I've learned, um, you know, only recently, you know, in the past few months, I've tried to start leaning into my own kind of flow and my own energy and that's what we need to start doing because there are two phases of our cycle where we're more in our masculine and there's two phases where we are potentially more in our feminine and we need to lean into that so trying not to um want yourself to be completely linear and trying to act in your masculine the whole month because again that's going to lead to burnout so when you're in that kind of feminine energy leaning into that so self-care allowing yourself to you know take the foot off the gas a little bit and Working with your body, working with the own kind of flow of your body and your hormones, rather than working against that. And we did a training on that with the girls the other day on how to adapt and adjust things to suit your body, how your kind of flow and how your energy is flowing. Um, in terms of fitness, in terms of nutrition, in terms of mindset. So things that they can do to make sure that they're really um leaning into the energy and the kind of um feeling that they're in at that time. So. Knowing that, as females, as I said, we are not linear. We ebb and flow the whole way through the month. So really working with your body instead of against it. Definitely something you need to start looking into. Um, And potentially could be holding you back if you're not. Number nine. <laughs> not having your blinkers on, your bullshit blinkers on when you're scrolling social media. So this is one that I think a lot of people get caught up in because... I think with the whole content game and look don't get me wrong there is a game that needs to be played on social media with content at the end of the day um, coaching businesses and my business relies on obviously social media heavily for getting um clients essentially so there is a game that has to be played with getting more engagement on your content and obviously to get more engagement it has to be you know funny or interesting but for me the whole what's the word the whole you know f this and f that and giving out innuendos about your mom and I just think it screams give me attention but other (laughs) other than that um just have your blinkers on because there's so much information out there from coaches that is just not that it's not true um but there's just no substance to it. And that's not me saying that I know everything. I absolutely do not. But for me, like red flags, especially coming from like female coaches, male coaches as well, but constantly only talking about um girls being on a diet. And if you are losing fat and fat loss and fat loss and fat loss, and they only know how to talk about a calorie deficit and calories in versus calories out, to me, that's just a lack of knowledge on their part around how complex and intricate the female body is because it runs a lot deeper than calories in calories out especially for females we have a lot more at play Um, and this is where I hear so many stories of clients coming to me who have potentially been with coaches in the past who just drilled them into the ground because if they weren't losing weight they just kept reducing their calories they just kept adding more cardio it's just not the way it should be but have your as i said your bullshit blinkers on yes the content may be engaging it may be funny which is absolutely fantastic and a lot look, a lot of these um coaches are giving out you know good information um but just make sure that there's substance to it and you you can kind of see that if that makes sense and just on a side note i've kind of noticed <laughs> that obviously there's been a change in what maybe the algorithm wants on instagram because a lot of these kind of coaches who are very out there and very much as i said f this f that sexual innuendos every other sentence um have started to change their tune a little bit so i feel like there's going to be a big shift from that kind of content to actual sit down real talk content so I don't know, just my prediction, but watch this space. But yeah, just have your bullshit blinkers on. Um, I mean, I saw a girl yesterday saying, you know, to to make an ice cream sandwich for fat loss, get two rice cakes and put yogurt in between. I'm sorry, sorry. In what world is that considered an ice cream sandwich, or in what world is that actually an enjoyable thing to have? No, for me, that is just a massive, massive red flag. Continue just talking about. Not only just talking about phallos, but only talking about if this is what you want to eat, but you can reduce your car. No, for me, sorry. And that might sound like I'm being a bit of a bitch, but just have your bullshit blinkers on and make sure that any information that you're taking in, that there's substance behind it. Number 10, a big one. So stop with the victim mentality and stop making excuses. I know we all have so much on. A lot of you have so many responsibilities um, in terms of your um jobs. Maybe some of you have kids. You have a lot on, but a little bit of tough love is that start taking 100, 100% responsibility for everything. And that might seem absolutely crazy, but this is something that I started doing. I heard about it a few years ago, but I've started doing it way more. Um, Especially now that obviously I'm, I have my own coaching business and stuff. It's, you know, if something is not working, if something has gone wrong, if one of the girls maybe hasn't checked in, if, I don't know, something has messed up, whatever it may be, that is on me, even if it's not directly me doing the thing. I mean, I can't go to one of my client's houses and make them check in. However, if they haven't checked in, then that's on me. Maybe the reminder isn't good enough. Maybe um their check-in day needs to change because it doesn't suit them. That's on me. So I try and take 100% responsibility for everything. And as I said, that can be really difficult because sometimes there are things that generally are not your fault but see this as your responsibility to get to where you want to be if you are not where you want to be will that be with business with fitness with your health with your physique with your job whatever it is it's your responsibility to get there so um I actually saw a thing on Instagram and it said like stop treating um or sorry you wouldn't wait until Monday to shower if you didn't have time to shower on Friday night so this is where the whole prioritization comes into it. Like we all maybe don't have time to do something on a Friday. We let the weekend roll. Oh, I'll start fresh on Monday. But you wouldn't do that with with certain things. If you were too tired to look after your kids <laughs> on a Monday, you wouldn't just stop looking after them for the rest of the week. Same with work. If you had a bad week in work where you were unmotivated and like a lot of things came up, you wouldn't quit your job the next week. So start treating your fitness goals, your health goals, your physique goals in the same way that you treat every single other important thing in your life because that's they are important like your health is literally your wealth and that's a saying that is so true like your health is one of the most important things that you can have so if you're not prioritizing it regardless of what your goal is regardless if you have a physique goal or just a performance goal a fitness goal regardless if you have no goal your health is your number one priority one of your number one priorities so stop making excuses stop playing the victim mentality or blaming other people that's something I I see a lot is oh I couldn't do this because of this or because of that person or they did whatever take responsibility 100% responsibility for where you are and where you want to go that is on you so I'm going to end it there I hope that this has been in some way useful the 10 things that are potentially holding you back I would absolutely love feedback if you have listened thank you so much for sticking around i'm not sure how long this podcast is i hope it's not too long um but i would love some feedback so feel free to dm me um if you are listening share to your story i'd absolutely love it i'm not expecting this podcast in any way shape or form to be you know in the apple podcast top 10 or anything like that but i just love to see that people are um listening and hopefully getting some uh good value from it so i would love for you to tag me in your stories and let me know and I am obviously back doing the podcast and it's going to be a regular Sunday update. So it's something that I really want to do and stick with um every week because number one, it lets me give you all, um you know, good information, hopefully, and, and some value. um And also it doubles up for me to use as content. So why not? Um, but I'm going to leave it there. Thank you so much again for tuning in and I will see you in the next one.